This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Brent Hart Beltran. Brent, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. You know, I feel like kind of today might be running around with the, our heads cut off like chicken, but hey, that wouldn't be fight camp if it wasn't like that some days. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you coming on. I know well, we've been trying to do this for a while, so I'm happy that we finally are here. Super happy. I'm really excited. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours as well. Always, always be rocking on your team and you saying vice versa. So it's yeah. cool we get a minute to sit here and talk about just life and what's next. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go. Let's go back in time a little bit. But how did you get involved in in boxing? Because I know that was your first uh, profession in sports. Yeah, I'm, you know it's crazy because it, it really goes to the the whole cliche and and story. Everything happens for a reason. So I had just finished actually getting my master's degree, and um, I was going through a lot of personal uh, pitfalls and like really bad relationship. And I ended up actually getting a DUI, which was like the worst thing ever, you know, trying to get yourself out of that hole and like money, it's an expensive mistake, you know, it's a time consuming mistake. And then, you know, I, I couldn't get a job. I lost my job because of it. And then um, I kind of had to start again and thinking, how am I going to do anything? So anyways, I went to a boxing gym because I had all this extra time on my hand and basically went in there. and was like, I need my ass beat. You know, I, I suck at life and here I am. And they were like, okay. So it was a very weird, bizarre situation. But, you know, my fourth day in the boxing gym, I ended up sparring and they were like, oh shit, who is this girl? And it was, it was a shocker to me too, honestly. Like it was just a natural talent. And, and after that, it was like, I think, maybe like three months, they were like, you know, I was having a lot of money problems. They were like, um, you can fight for money. And I was like, no, like you have to be doing this your whole life. Like I'm 26. I can't be just doing this now. They're like, no, you know, so I was definitely naive in the beginning. Now that I'm very, you know, I had a very hard landing in boxing politics, fight world, combat sports, politics. And um, I figured it out really quick. But my first fight, man, it was like, this was, you know, my why. Like, this is the purpose. This is really where I'm supposed to be. That's how I, like, genuinely felt on my first fight. And here we are. I'm going into my 20th pro fight. Um, so we're really talking about a span of six years. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, did you Did you play any sports growing up? Yeah, I did. I actually, I grew up in Turkey and then Germany. And so I actually didn't come to the States until I was 10. So like my all like very younger years were overseas and um, soccer was really big. So I was always playing soccer and I was definitely, you know, they didn't have boys or girls. It was always co-ed. So yeah. I played with the boys and I was a very, you know, I was a rough and tumble type of girl. Like I would come home with like snakes and scorpions and, you know, I, I love being outdoors. I love being in the parks and like climbing trees. So inherently I always came home with like bruises and got banged up really early on as a kid. Plus we were in a different time and different culture over there, you know, like we mm -hmm. didn't really have people like helicopter watching and monitoring us. So 
got in fights all the time as a kid. It was just a normal thing to come home with like black eyes and be like, eh, I tripped and fell, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's funny and crazy, and that makes sense that you played soccer overseas. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, just going from boxing to bare knuckle boxing, how did one? How did that come about? And then two, like, what's the difference? Yeah. So my first boxing manager was, you know, the really the first person who like sold me on the dream I could make money and make a difference. And you know, I do have to give him a shout out for for making me truly believe that because he did. Um, but on the other hand, he definitely expected a lot of other things, you know, so it's hard being a female in the sport and, and being taken advantage of. So once that became an issue, you know, it was kind of like he kind of threatened me and when the like blackball me and try to tell other gyms I was crazy and not to work with me. So I kind of took it like, you know, very personal and was like, well, you know, he basically threatened me and said, you'll never box without me. You won't go anywhere without me. And so I made it like a really big mission of mine to make sure that I was somebody and did really well, regardless of him and without him. And so that drive really kept me like hungry in boxing. So when Bare Knuckle reached out to me, I had a huge boxing fight in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And so I told Bare Knuckle, nah, thank you for thinking of me, but I'm really trying to work on boxing. You know, I lost that boxing fight, which was really, you know, very, very close, but I definitely stood out and a lot of people were like, whoa. So I went out to California and when I was in California, I fell in love with it out there. But once again, the common reoccurring problem, I didn't have any money. And so when Bare Knuckle hit me up again, I found myself like asking a bunch of people and, and they were like, 50% were like, that's crazy. No. And then 50% was like, well, you know, you can use this money to go to California. What do you got to lose? You know? And I found myself still asking. So I knew right then and there that I wanted to do it because I would have made a decision myself. I wouldn't have kept looking for like the validation to go do it. So I said, yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and do it. And, you know, I, I gave it my 100%. And that was against Beck Rawlings, which ended up in a split decision, which I clearly feel like I was robbed. And now, you know, rewind a couple of years, we got to have the rematch and I beat her because now we're on equal playing fields where, you know, they can't rob me because, I, you know, I've been around and, and built myself up, you know, and they can't do it anymore. So, um, but yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, though, with a bare knuckle, I really wasn't expecting to love it so much and we're talking about me losing you know on paper in my head my heart my mind I knew I won and a lot of people gave me that respect so even though it was a loss it was like kind of cool because I was like man I maybe I maybe I belong here like maybe I can be somebody here because boxing is so hard for women being at a less weight class they fall out all the time you know whatever dumb mistakes, you know, they definitely shortchange you. Um, so like just, you know, making it apparent, like everyone look out for like the equal pay opportunity. Women definitely do not get paid as much as men. So it's, it's hard to scramble and find promoters and fights as a female. So bare knuckle really gave me that platform where it feels like people don't really like are treated more equal. I would say, um, you know, you see there's definitely more men on the cards, but that's because there's not as many females who really actually want to fight bare knuckle. But, um, 
you know, when they do go on there, they're, they're hyped up. They're given a huge platform. Um, a lot of times you see women main events, co-main events and featured fights. So it just felt like I could do a lot with that sport. And, you know, I climbed the ladder and I didn't give up and, you know, I ended up being like voted fighter of the year and then, yeah. you know, go for the title shot and beating all these UFC people. So it just kind of it makes sense. Yeah, I think that's the cool thing about like, well, one, the production of bare knuckle boxing and just like how they promote people. It's like kind of like UFC and uh, like Bellator-esque. So I think that's cool. And obviously in boxing, unless you're unless you're with like a top promoter, then you're just not even really promoted, essentially. Um, exactly. so yeah, yeah, so that's why. For those that don't know, you guys could check it out. But uh, yeah, and then yeah, like you had huge wins. Like you beat Paige Van Dam. Like they they were obviously hyping her up, and she was in the UFC has like millions of followers or whatever. Um, so what what was that win like? It, you know, that was really the the big turnaround. You know, it's funny we can laugh about it now, and you know, some people it really means something to. But you know, it's kind of like where the whole I'm a feeling came from because it was like being able to go out there and beat such a big name so many eyes and so many people watching is like really I feel like that feeling we're all kind of like after and craving like that approval and and that you just made it and that you did something big with your life and now you don't have to be living in the shadows you know you kind of get out of that so for me that was a step because I mean I was I was doing good and I I was doing great before the Paige Van Sant fight, but my name was always like in the shadows. Like I was always just kind of lurking. And then in that fight, it was like, you know, you couldn't not see me. You couldn't not acknowledge that I'm a fighter and, and a, a really good fighter. Um, so yeah, it was, it was awesome. You know, I, I, I felt like I was well prepared for it. I had the best mental game. You know, my coach was coach Haas out in Ventura, California he really made a difference in my life and um same thing with my friend jazz and Guyane. they were really like something new and different for me in a fight not having like that much support so having that taste and going forward i realized like it was really what made the difference so now you know having people like my husband joey and you know my my friends jennifer and hannah and you know, my kids, just people like that, that are really, really behind me. It really helps continue the win and success because people now believe in you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I was going to ask you, so, uh, you and Joey have been married for a year now or how long have you guys been going out before that? Yeah. So we started dating like technically March 17th. So St. Patrick's day of 2021. Yeah. And then we got married in July um of that same year and so now it's been over a year that we've been married so we've you know this march will be two years together and this july will be two years married so pretty quick but at the same time it was like something that we just knew it was you know even now i could never look at him and think you're my boyfriend it would be yeah. so weird because our connection <laughs> was so deep and like intense and passionate that it was like boyfriend and girlfriend just wasn't the right thing yeah now what so michael my real question is like what is that like to have a fighter as a husband too like how much does that help you it helps it helps a lot it really puts things kind of in an even you know an even playing field because like for example like with this fight coming up 
told Joey after the Beck fight was really, really hard. You know, we had, we did, we had a really hard time with that fight mentally and emotionally. And I was like, you know, I'm done fighting for 2023. Like I'm done. We're going to go back to Virginia. We're going to take a break and we'll come back in 2023 and figure some, some shit out, make some big moves. So we go home. We're in Virginia for like two weeks. And all of a sudden I get a call and they're like, yeah, I'm the best manager ever. I'm like, what? <laughs> like not the answer I was wanting. I'm like, well, what did you do? And I, well, how about this title fight? September 10th, 115. And I'm like, what? Like, oh my God, I can't say no to a title. So anyways, making it relevant to your question, I feel like it was a lot of stress and pressure on me because my spouse and partner that I just told were taking a break. How do I switch that and be like, well, just kidding. We're not taking a break. You know, someone who wasn't a fighter would probably be mad or give you a hard time and be yeah. like, you know, you said this. But being that he's a fighter, you know, he looked at me and, and I'm sure he wants a break. You know, I'm sure this is a lot going back into another fight camp so quick. But him being a fighter, he understands. And he's like, look, this is your job. This is who I fell in love with. I understand. And it's for a damn title. So we're going to go get it. So it's cool to have that support and mentality on like, you know, just normal people don't understand the stress and like physical and mental thing we go through and have someone really understand it kind of gives you like that free get out of jail card <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure that's that's dope though um and so you so you are going down in weight is uh i know you but in boxing you fought at like 118 correct right yep that was so, like that's my true weight that's my yeah. favorite weight um you know i walk around at 122 so it kind of makes me feel like at 118 i get to be a real fighter and go in the sauna and do like a little quick cut to to feel you know it feels kind of cool to go through the motions believe it or not i know it sounds crazy but <laughs> we fighters will bitch and cry and be like oh i gotta cut weight but then you know if you don't fight for like a year you're like man i really miss cutting weight so yeah. he, i've heard it a lot from other fighters too so anyways it was cool to feel that way but you know the 125 classics in bare knuckle that was the only weight class they had so yeah. was, if you notice if you watch all my fights all these girls are way bigger than me. They've been bigger than me from day one. And it's like, you know, I never try to let that be an excuse. Um, but it does feel really good to go down. A, I feel like my true weight class. Yeah, for sure. So your opponent, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but I believe her first name is Fanny. Yeah, I know. I, I've heard it before and I, I don't want to mess it up right now because I'm not thinking yeah. clearly. So I don't want to, but, um, yeah, I if I heard it, I would be able to tell you. So her background is is Muay Thai and I guess boxing is what I'm what I researched. So have you like watched film on her? I did actually, because like I said, I was really shocked when they told me um, the one fifteen title. I'm like against who? Yeah. And, you know, I looked this girl up, and I will definitely be honest. And I was like. Oh my God, how did I miss that fight? Because it's a freaking awesome fight. Uh, her and that girl, she won over split decision. So it was super close. And I mean, I really could have gone either way, but it was a hell of a fight. I mean, constant action, um, both really tough girls. And so I was like in awe that there was such a fantastic female fight out there and bare knuckle that really, I don't, maybe not too many people know of so with that being said I was like oh this girl like 
she's not a one and oh bare knuckle fighter like what is up with her so going back and doing my research i saw she's like 90 muay thai fights and um you know really decorated in, in her muay thai um career so that's pretty cool give her a lot of respect for that uh she looks tough as shit um i think it's cool she's from greece and moved over to thailand kind of says something about how much it means to her like to actually move away from her home to perfect her her sport and her craft that she wants um but you know again i'm definitely treating it as what i just told you when i saw her first bare knuckle fight was a really good hard very very excellent match and so i'm definitely treating it like i'm fighting christine again you know or, or somebody who's twice the size as me um and, and go from there but you know i, I do feel you know I, I am one of those people that i i really try to be like proud of my boxing background and that not many people in bare knuckle really have a true boxing background they're more like mma or the muay thai fighters and so i'm really like happy to take this like advantage and be like man no one knows boxing better than me we're not kicking we're not wrestling we're not takedowns i uh, you know yeah so i feel i feel awesome in that so i wonder you know i just don't ever know what it'd feel like to come across someone who's like oh they're an actual boxer yeah yeah what is it like what is it about the bare knuckle like a lot of mma fighters it seems like they lost in their boxing matches but in bare knuckle, like they're like decent, like better than bot. Like what's the, like, well, how, why? I know. I try to figure that out too, because I would have always thought that boxing would have the upper hand over these MMA guys, but it just doesn't seem like the boxing people are really pulling it out. It's, but I do think there has to do something with like the whole UFC thing because bare knuckles bring a lot of the UFC and the MMA people in to get that crowd. Yeah. And in boxing, I think that it's like a lot harder to find those people that are willing to do it because, you know, they're like signed with different promotions like Golden Boy or like uh, PBC. And I feel like they have, you know, they have this like, I don't want to say warped, but a very strong belief that their hands get messed up. Their career yeah. in boxing is ruined where yeah. MMA is like, I don't, they're like, well, you know, my hands are messed up. Who cares? They're yeah. used to like knees and elbows and kicks and a lot of other crazy shit. But I just feel like, you know, boxing just really hasn't had the right type of dirty, gritty people because they are used to babying their hands a little bit. And maybe the clinch, you know, maybe yeah. that has something to do with it. But you can see I never fought MMA and I rock the clinch just as easy as an MMA person would. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that I think that would be dope if like a, a big women's boxer came and fought you in bare knuckle. Yeah. And we ask, you know, there's definitely been some names thrown around and it's funny. And I'm, I'm not like putting them under the bus or anything yeah. and I won't say their names, but, you know, there's some really good ones out there that have been offered and that I've talked to and they're like, fuck that. Like we're not going, we're not going over there unless they're paying like really, really good because, and, and it doesn't even go to their face. Nobody's like, I'm going to get cut up in my face. They're like, I'm not messing my hands up. Like yeah. that seems to be like the thing that people are most worried about. Yeah. So it's hard to find. I, I really am. Not, I just met a, 
boxer, actually. She's actually a WBC champ, um, Pink Tyson. And she is a big boxer. She's going over to bare knuckles. So she's pretty much the only other boxer I know that's going from boxing over to bare knuckle. And um, I'm really excited for her. But I think, you know, same thing. She is like that real, true, tough, gritty fight style that I feel like makes boxers more apt and perfect for the sport. Yeah, for sure. All right. So what what are we going to see on uh, September 10th? You're definitely going to see an involved Brit. I mean, it's so crazy. You guys see me every fight. You never know what you're going to get because it's something new. But I mean, for me, I've never felt faster and quicker and ironically more powerful at this weight. So you guys, I, I really expect you to see like the best version so far. Um, I definitely don't want it to go all five rounds. I would love for it to make a statement, but I've learned one thing that when you go looking for a certain result, uh, you end up getting your feelings hurt. So I'm just going to go in there and whatever happens, happens. This girl's an excellent fighter. I feel like um, my career and diversity has made me prepared for any and everything. And I really just feel like this this weight class is going to be something I really have to own and like really make a statement owning it. Yeah, for sure. All right, I got a few more questions for you. What what advice would you give to a, a young fighter? A young fighter? Um, I guess I would... Uh, let's see what what the best advice I could give them like do you really want to fight like really wholeheartedly want it because it's a it can be a lonely road it can be a painful road it can be a hard road and once you give me that answer yes you really want it just know that you have to go out there and be willing to do the things that other people don't because check it out there's so many people who want to be where you're at. There's so many people literally, not figuratively, literally fighting each other for the spot that you want. And so you have to be willing to do that. And I feel like once you accept those terms, you got to have acceptance first. Once you accept it, I don't think there's nothing that can stop you and hold you back, but you just got to like, kind of like, uh, I'm going to throw like Star Wars and be like Yoda out there. You just got to let go of everything you fear to lose because man, it's a, it's a painful road if you get too upset in what you lose in boxing or in fighting for that fact. Yeah, I like that. All right, you ready for some fun questions? Yes. All right, who's your who's your favorite boxer, male and female, all time? Oh, my favorite all time boxer, female. Um, ah, uh, gosh, that's such a hard one. I'm gonna go toss up with Bonnie Man and Carrie Flock, even though it's kind of funny they both hate each other, but I do. I love them both. They're both heroes and role models to me that have been in the game for a long time. And they're doing exactly what I want to do now with their retirement, which is reaching out to other people. So shout out to them. And um, male, I, I'm just always going to have to go with the greatest, you know, Muhammad Ali. So I, I, I look at him a lot and, and listen to his stuff and reference his things a lot and quote him probably the most. So he's probably my favorite. Oh, what about a fight prediction? Do you're familiar with Clarissa Shields and uh, Savannah Marshall? Yeah, I am. I actually have a friend who I see every day who's training with her and who's her sparring partner. So that's pretty cool. She's actually training here in Miami. Um, so who do you think's gonna win that? Uh, you know, I, if, if I'm not saying that, should probably give you your answer. 
but uh, I don't know. It sucks because I want to be supportive of my friend and her team, but I'm probably going the other way around on this. <laughs> All right. I got you. Um, last one. What, what's, is there, what's something people don't know about you? Oh man. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty open book, but I guess it's, you know, again, going to outdoors, I actually, so I told you earlier, I have a master's, um, but I minored in outdoor recreation. So it's kind of funny because I have a 4.0 GPA and a lot of people, when I say it, they're like, shut up for in, like you got that in kayaking and backpacking, which is funny because there's a bunch of other classes I took too, but backpacking and kayaking were both classes I got A's in, of course. And so I really love outdoors. Um, I really just can't express enough how much I love like hiking and like, oh, oh here, here's something perfect. Boom. You guys are going to be like, whoa, what a nerd. So I was in a <laughs> rock club for like four years. Like, a rock club? Yeah. And then I like gave rocks. my rock. Yeah. Like, like every, every month they send you a new rock and tell you like what it is. And I gave it to my son, right? Because like passing it down, because it really means a lot to me. It's a very important rock collection. I passed it down to my son and he dumped it all out. And I was like, oh, <laughs> give him back. And I was like, you're not appreciative of this. You'll have it later. So I took my rocks back because I was upset he dumped them all out. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, could you let the, uh, let the listeners know where to follow you at on social media? Yeah, definitely follow me. I'm on, you know, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, um, Instagram, all at Team Britain Beltron. Uh, definitely feels like I'm on Insta the most. I don't get any hurt feelings if I don't answer you on the other platforms. It's hard enough dealing with one. But definitely follow me on there. It means a lot to me. Um, and my link is in my bio if you guys want to catch my fight September 10th. Um, so you can order it on there. If you go ahead and order it right now, uh, you get a whole month free. So you get to watch my fight for free. After that, it's only $4.99. But check me out on there. Got a lot of good things coming up. And especially when we win this title, um, I'm really planning to do some great things that involve all of you guys. So definitely give me a follow. 